This is the Confused Mother podcast and I am your host Gitanjali Mure. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of the Confused Mother podcast. Today I'm talking to a very funny, very entertaining entrepreneur, mom and uh, one of my good friends. I have known her uh, since the last I think 3 or 4 years now. and we met within the space of her work and mine with workshops working with women women's empowerment and so on so these are kind of some of the topics that we're going to cover today my guest today is ivan hi ivan thanks so much for being here hi gitanjali yeah that was before we even started up our own office with frau future So I'm a career coach basically. I have two businesses, Frau Future in uh, Berlin Kreuzberg and Success Happiness um, Academy in Potsdam. Nevertheless, mm-hmm. both are hybrid and they are as well online. It's all about career coaching for women. Um worked the past 20 years in a big corporate industry all around the globe. I'm also a single mom. Yeah, it was pretty exciting to start this thing whole up and uh, it, I think now hold are we in total maybe 3-4 years old. Yeah, like mm-hmm. and it's just starting really up now because we had the covid in between so it broke down and then we had to restart. Yeah. And that's where we are. Yeah, I think that when we first met you had just started out and uh, even I was just kind of exploring what I want to do and where we want to go. We tried out a couple of workshops together and then yeah, I mean my life also got completely interrupted not just with the pandemic but also with my own pregnancy and uh, everything else that happened after that. But I'm so glad that we met each other again. I remember it was last year uh, at your mm-hmm. Christmas bazaar. We did the clothes swap. Yeah, I picked up a couple of nice things for my daughter there. <laughs> and I think you got some nice things for yourself as well. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, so you've mentioned already a, a, a few things and I want to discuss them a little further. You said for future and success happiness academy. Could you tell us a little bit more about what you do there and why you started them as well? Why I started them was basically since I worked uh, in corporate and I worked in leadership positions from director to I noticed no matter in which continent you are, no matter if the company is really tiny to really big, women all across the globe suffer or have the same challenges. Mm-hmm. Um and because of that I decided, you know, I'm really good with people anyways. I have led a lot of teams and I led a lot of women to success during my time being a designer, a creative director, design director, whatsoever. Um why not do this as a something like a footprint, I would say, mm-hmm. be for the future generation and and help also the generation right now to accelerate. and sell their themselves as the best as they can. Yeah. And so I actually started first with success happiness because I wanted to create something that's truly executive, truly leadership and it's a huge program. It could go up to 6 months. So that's okay. a huge coaching package revamp the woman inside of her. So it's more like building confidence and uh, figuring out their next steps. Exactly it's more like being credible being visible being confident mm-hmm. knowing your purpose knowing your passion as well being authentic throughout the way a lot of women yeah. met um they've started out being authentically themselves but the more they went up the career their career and the more they were like surrounded by the so called boys club 
Mm. War, they started to grow hairy teeth, I like to say, and they were not impressed. <laughs> I was always against that, and I was always authentic, and people called me even difficult, especially uh-huh. then, <laughs> which yeah. I thought was a compliment. Because at the end of the day, I did, they realized I'm not somebody who takes uh, like no for an answer. or doesn't Yeah, yeah that is, I don't remember who this quote is by, but it says it doesn't take much to be called a difficult woman. That's true. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyone who's confident knows what she wants, knows her boundaries and um, yeah, doesn't doesn't allow herself to be taken for granted can be seen as a difficult woman. Yeah. I wish I wish that all of us uh, are seen that way. <laughs> Um, so, okay, how do Shao Future and Success Happiness, how are they different from one another? Well, as I said, the Success Happiness is more an executive leadership coaching program that goes really into the depth. And for Future is more of like small scale programs for women in the workforce. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if they would like to learn more about their credibility, I'll do like a small like business model plan with them and see where they are at. Mm-hmm. and can actually revamp themselves or we talk a little bit about purpose and passion so i make little i break it out into little hubs so it's mm-hmm. easier to digest if somebody doesn't want to go full six months then they can go just like okay let's do it for four or six weeks mm-hmm. okay yeah it's so a difference and also for our future on top of that helps women with financial freedom yeah that's something that even i realized uh, during my coaching that there are so many women who you know this exercise wheel of life where mm-hmm. you look at all the different aspects of your life uh, relationship career finances uh, personal development and so on and all of them have placed their rating of finance at like a two or a three because they have no idea what to do with the money once they earn it. Um, so I think that what Trow Future is doing, you found a real good niche is mm-hmm. I think just like encouraging women to invest their money, to take a chance. And I think also a very important message that you give out there is that it's important to take it into your own hands, your financial freedom and not like depend on a partner. Exactly, because at yeah. the end of the day, you are your closest friend. You know yeah. yourself best, and mm-hmm. you will be with yourself until you die. So yeah. why why give that big responsibility of finances to someone else? Um, where do you think that comes from? Oh, the fear, fear that women have about investing their money or looking at investment options. I think it's just because they uh, feel it's overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. When they look at figures, stock market, or if there are so many, there's there's so many topics on the internet that you get really confused. Then yeah. part of it is like you don't talk about money in most cultures at home, mm-hmm. and dad do it or whatever, and mom does the household more or less and and takes care of the kids, you know, and has a job. So you don't really speak about that. It's a bit mm-hmm. of a taboo topic. Yeah, and it's also more exciting to talk about the last I don't know Netflix series or gossip about did you see that mm. guy or you know or yeah. it, it sounds shallow, but we we do love all these things like shopping and stuff like that. But if it comes to money, we're like, do I really want to tell them how much I earn? Do I really want to say where I invest? I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's the topic, you know. So I was really transparent about that as well throughout my career. Like I would talk to people, you know, even in my team, I would say. Um, okay, this is the budget we have and we need to split it this and this way. I know you want a salary raise, but let's see how we can make this work, for example. Mm, mm. So they are transparent, they know where, where the money is and I tell them more about it and then they feel more confident to chip in. Yeah. I think that's why if there would be more transparency, then women would also be more open to talk about it 
Right. So, for example, that for future, it's totally normal. We meet on eye level. We're not like saying, oh, what a stupid question. There are mm -hmm. no stupid questions. Let's talk yeah. about it, figure it out, and give you an idea of what you can do. And then it's on yourself. Do you want Absolutely. to do it? Uh, to be honest, I think, like, I've been thinking about this a lot. You know, why is it that girls suffer with confidence issues, with taking risks and, and so on. A lot of the times, not all of them. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's because of the way we are raised. Mm -hmm. You know, girls are like constantly told, oh, be careful, maybe don't climb up that tree or don't climb that wall, stay safe, come and sit here. And boys are encouraged to be faster and stronger and, you know, go climb that tree. Oh, what a brave boy and so on. And so, you know, like boys automatically become more risk happy they're more willing they're more adventurous and able to take risks and i think that money finances investing is connected with a lot of risk as well yeah in a way if you don't know the right tools or you don't have the exactly. knowledge and you step then out into a zone where you're like oh i'll try something then of course it can go wrong True. But a little bit of homework same like in your career if you do a little bit of homework it's uncomfortable in the beginning and it will eventually be comfortable that's true yeah. but you're definitely right children are raised more or less to not speak up my father also always said to me you need to work harder to get anywhere mm. he also said that because he's like you're mixed race you're not uh, and society is mostly white they prefer yeah. more and then they should be white you are pretty so pretty girls are anyway stupid that's society uh, okay you know? so you have to work that much harder to prove yourself exactly oh, all these cliches and stereotypes <laughs> Yvonne you already mentioned you run two businesses you said you're a single mother and I feel like you know every time I speak to you you're always doing something new there's always some new projects going on there's some traveling and photo shoots and um, I see like recordings going on and things like that so could you tell us a little bit about how you how you find the energy to do all of these things, <laughs> especially managing, you know, as a single parent. <laughs> the most I sleep is like four and a half hours. I'm lucky. Oh. If I, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just in my nature because I come from a creative background. So I've mm -hmm. been like always visioning next steps, strategic things. I lie in bed and I have ideas and then I have to put them to paper. So sometimes I just wake up in the middle of the night and I type something. So it's like ingrained in me. I don't know. And when I travel, I'm the most happiest. And I see again, you mm -hmm. think I love to travel. And my my now eight-year-old lady, young lady, my daughter, <laughs> she uh, also feels the most happiest when she travels. So yeah. we're both always going on exciting adventures, I like to say. Mm. And then we both refill our batteries to spread that out for the next, I don't know, few months until we need to go on a plane again. I don't know. I am naturally confused and chaotic. <laughs> you manage to get it organized and set into like, um, yeah, portion wise. You have a nice calendar here. You can, you nobody can see it on the podcast, but I do have a calendar. Mm -hmm. And I actually have three different ones. <laughs> I, always, I do always bits and bobs. The beauty of COVID is that you can do home office, you can work at your own pace. So I do like two hours this, then I do something home, mm -hmm. course, you know, do two hours that, pick up my daughter, then maybe I do an hour here again. So yeah. it's possible, you just need to be flexible, I think, open-minded and not fear chaos. Do you feel like some things also fall through the cracks? Like there are some things that you just don't manage and you're like, yeah, forget about it. It's not so important. Yeah, things that I definitely don't manage and I figure out later or not at all are my tactics. <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> so I have a tux lady from that. She always gets uh, the famous shoe carton. I really have a box for shoes. Uh, literally, okay. <laughs> it's not, again, I'm creative. I'm not organized. If you look yeah. at co-founder Verena, everything is nicely in folders, and that's why we fit so get good together. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so, you're yeah. The, you're the creative, chaotic head. <laughs> yes, and I make those things happen. And so... Mm. Things that I cannot organize, like, for example, my taxes, go to the tax lady. Um, if I need more time, I have now also a nanny. She picks up then my daughter and mm -hmm. she has a little bit of time. And I even split it up like she does, for example, some supervising and um, Hausaufgaben, homework. In homework, English, yeah. Mm -hmm. I've got now somebody who does mathematics with her. I'll con only focus on German. And mm -hmm. so I break it up. Then you've got your play dates where you can put your daughter somewhere. <laughs> or yeah. your grandparents sometimes that they have. So, yeah. Okay, um, so you do have a support system in place. Yes, I, I built it up over the mm. last year after COVID. How did you do that? Actually, I was literally really looking. I, I realized I'm not good in this. Mm -hmm. I tried it out and I spent too much time on a topic. And then I was like, nah, this is not worth my, worth my time. I rather spend the money on it and do something more productive mm. with my time. And uh, let the others that are skilled in it do the job. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a big mindset thing. And maybe you can also add to that. But uh, a lot of parents have noticed they're like, oh, no, I'll do it myself. And I'll manage mm -hmm. and I'll sacrifice my time, my wishes, my free time to take care of my child and do the homework and do the housework, everything. But I will not spend the money on a nanny or a, I don't know whatever else a cleaning lady etc mm -hmm. uh, to free up my time and so this whole thing of like is my time worth more to me than the money it's a very difficult question that a lot of people struggle with and I think that at least it's been my experience while talking to other parents uh, especially international parents is that oh no we have to earn money we have to save money and so that's why we're not going to spend on a on a domestic help we're not going to spend on a nanny or a babysitter or whatever yeah. uh, or paying someone to cook for us whatever you need and they try to do it themselves and then you end up you know it all is kind of stuck and connected, right? Because the more you try to save and try to do everything yourself, the less time you have to take care of yourself and go out and actually meet people and build a community. It's it's kind of a difficult thing and something that even I talk about. It's worth it to spend the money and free up your time. I don't know, get an extra hour of sleep maybe. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I also say um, I haven't been differently in that part. I mean, in the beginning, I was really like... Your child is like the most precious thing you actually ever created. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I'm a little bit like pampering and taking care of her. And she is really close to me. So, since I'm single mom, we're having a special bond. We're even more closer. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I do not go out that much. But also, since I have my daughter, I'm not really interested in partying and drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know, and I have been like that before with the father of the child, that we would take a person in like a nanny or whoever mm -hmm. to bring the child to bed and we could actually go out for a date yeah. like having a right. night it's really important in in relationships especially when you're a full family that parents have their own time of course otherwise the relationship suffers mm -hmm. and on top 
of that, it's really important that you also share the workload because, okay, dad is maybe working a lot and he's really exhausted. So is mom, but maybe dad can also do two, three hours once a week of or course. every two weeks. Yeah. So mom can go to a massage and have her me time and just relax in a sauna. Yeah, yeah. Or like go out with friends, go to the gym, I don't know, go for a run, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So even in our family, it's like Saturday mornings is my time with my daughter. So we go for a bike ride and I don't know, do whatever. We go to a cafe or go to the Landwehr Canal and hang out there while she can watch the ducks and swans and she loves it. And that's the time where my husband goes for a run. Um, mm -hmm. and, for, and he always says that it's very important to him that at least the Saturday run happens without fail like it's good for him and his mental health so it's an amazing you know like we we had to talk about okay this is what I need from you this is what yeah. I need for myself so what you said about the couple having time together but also the individual parents having time for themselves to do whatever they want doesn't even mm -hmm. have to be a massage it can also just be like oh I need to sit on the couch and just not talk not have any input for some time because, because like my daughter's talking now, I'm sure you have the same thing. Is that, oh, mama, what are you doing? Yeah. And mama, what are you doing now? And what are you doing now? <laughs> I, I, I love to say for every time saying mama, you put 50 cents and be a millionaire already. <laughs> there's this, there's this like real, uh, uh, there's this trend going on on Instagram right now is that you do a push up or a squat every time your child says mama. <laughs> That's a good idea. It's like super fit moms. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, I think it will never stop somehow. I think they might be stopped when they're like 12, 13, because they're like, oh, girlfriends. Oh, All right, yeah. Our and oh, they're boys. Mm -hmm. I have another topic. <laughs> yeah, but also that. like then just like they disappear into their phones and puberty and whatnot. But like, okay, yeah. your daughter is at least closer to that age. She's eight years old. Mine is just two and a half. So I have a long way to go. <laughs> oh, six years more. <laughs> You'd be surprised how fast that passes. I'm You'd sure. Like, I'm sure. <laughs> Yvonne, you said that there's uh, the special bond that you have with your daughter, especially because you're a single mom. Um, how does she see it? Like, what is her perspective? I'm sure like at this age, you also have conversations about yeah, traveling and planning your next adventure and what things you're going to do next and so on. So well, what does she say about your life? She actually, funny enough, says that I always work. No. <laughs> Well, you do have two businesses, so I can imagine you're working a lot. <laughs> I always, yeah, exactly. I always say, Mama has two businesses and also home office. Sometimes it's not working. It's my passion. I'm just like looking at stuff. Yeah. And you're welcome to join us well uh, in the fun. Mm -hmm. um, she does already. Ex she did already explain in the Kita um, to her uh, at Seer, that caregiver. Um, what did she say? Something like. He said, oh, yeah, I have this like tree. It's called like a love tree or what? And it, it, it grows hard leaves. Okay. She's like, yeah. And we do have money trees at home. And uh, it actually Ooh. grows. So <laughs> he was like, I want one of those. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> and I, so she already knows about the value of money, mm -hmm. even though she still doesn't really understand. But she already knows like if you save now, you know, and, and if you if you help women with careers, she's like, oh, my mom is like helping mm -hmm. adult women she's kind of like a teacher so she thinks it's cool yeah. she likes it also more that i'm with her around her so i have that free time with her but i'm also 
I'm just there basically and she likes it. She's happy. She's happy that we also travel a lot. Mm. Um, sometimes I have the feeling she forgets that I'm her mom. So she even calls me my first name. <laughs> I think that might have something to do with you saying that you treat her like an adult. So she's just like, yeah, I'm talking to my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and strangely enough, Mel, in the third grade, all her girlfriends run to me as well. And I'm like, mm. Never like children. Why are there so many children on me? She wants some stories because they're all always really excited to come over, and I need to be there then too for the play date. I'm yeah. not allowed to go away somewhere, so that's kind of like funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I can't wait for this phase. Yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. Yeah. You get her on eye level if you listen to her because I also listen to her problems. I give her also open advice. Mm-hmm. I also say if there are arguments at school. I'm coming. Mm-hmm. If there's a poetry, I'm coming. We're going to talk this out with this. <laughs> yeah. So she's more like comfortable. And if you can keep that as a parent, that you're like a friend, but also a parent. Yeah. Or and, and also a parent, not a but. Then I think there will be always great bonds. Of together course. With you. Yeah. I think that <laughs> I, I had read this quote somewhere saying that, you know, when your child is in trouble, if they can say, oh, I need to call my mom rather than, oh, shit, what is my mom going to say? then you've really, you've done your job. Yeah. Your child feels safe coming to you. Your child feels safe talking to you. And I, and I hope that that's the kind of relationship that we all build with our uh, children. Yeah. So, yeah, making them feel safe and, yeah, that you're going to be there and they don't have to be scared of the consequences of getting into trouble. <laughs> Nevertheless, I said already, if there comes a boy that I don't like, we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Yvonne, you also mentioned something about like the relationship with the with the dad, you know, about being able to have a date and you you seem to have a comparison between parenting while in a relationship and parenting now as a single mom. What are the differences? God, am I allowed to say that? Of course. <laughs> That's why I'm asking the question. <laughs> I mean, I'm a single mom for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I say I have less headache. Mm, okay. No way. I I have only one real child than two. Oh no. <laughs> I was really mean to say. I'm sorry, but my ex was very. He was all excited being a dad, mm-hmm. but turned also really jealous about. Oh. Not the center of att- being not the center of attention anymore because there was this little baby always crying, right? And mom was always running. And I'm also a mom who doesn't like the cry out method. He loves it because he was raised this way. Mm. I, I was raised this way and it gave me a little bit of a headache. So my parents were like, wow, what you're doing. Uh, we wish we would have known that in the mm-hmm. 70s. We had a bit of a clash. Right. <laughs> right. So now I can just do my thing and all is good. Of course, from a distance, he will also chip in and say this and this and this. And I'm like, be my guest. <laughs> Go Take for her. it. <laughs> and then for a full year if you want to. <laughs> and then you always see like how it turns out. Right. I never still. So it's just, yeah. It's all in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. But I, were these like personality differences? Um, what I'm trying, the reason I'm asking this is because I want to understand if it's a personality difference or it's a cultural difference. I think with us, it was a cultural difference mm-hmm. because you come from a French African family. Mm-hmm. I come from a German Philippine family. Yeah. Oh my God. So now many cultures. The, yeah. <laughs> the Philippine side or the Asian side, we are very much about children. Children even sleep with their parents or with their mom in the bed, separating mm-hmm. from the father for a certain amount of time because it's just really important to bond with the mom. Right. 
on African culture, very often the children are put by themselves and they have to grow up really fast. Mm -hmm. At least this is what I um, learned from him because his mom is um, really strict. Ah, okay. She's really close to them as well, but they all had to be, yeah, they had to really grow up mm -hmm. really fast and they don't show so much emotions. While um, when I said earlier that my parents said, oh, wow, they wish they would have done that as well. Mm -hmm. It's because the European side got a little bit ahead when I was born and my mom had to actually let me sleep alone a lot because my father wanted that from his mother's side, so the German mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. But my mom or the Philippine way is to be really more close and to really bond, as I mentioned earlier. Okay. And so actually always I could talk to my mom about everything and I call her like my best friend. And my father is somebody I could speak now more about um, relationships and about things that are close to my heart because he was also a little bit more, how do you say, he would push back to talk too much about emotions. He wouldn't know how to really talk about and it. And your daughter's father didn't he get it. He didn't that. get it. He loved it, what he saw, but he didn't get it. And so I think he still has a lot of work to do to be that far, to open up and to embrace that whole family unit and being also on eye level with kids. So it's a, it's a different thing. You can also feel like in the strictness, like I would um, explain she has to clean up and everything and, and he would really be really strict. Either you throw it away or it's getting cleaned up. There are huge arguments always between them while with me. Argument, but we calm down after a while. Mm -hmm. It's really culturally and maybe values wise a different. I mean, I notice it also because my husband is German, I'm Indian and we've grown up, we've been raised very differently. Of course, our parents are different personalities but also the cultural implications are, are very different but what helps us is of course talking about it like talking about what expectations and how we that is true that's do the key things. and another thing that also helps is to kind of yeah. just accept that he does it differently I do it differently and it's fine then it works both are fine and because we're not harming our child we just have different ways of raising her and so if as long as I don't you know, project my expectations onto him and he doesn't do the same thing, we're fine. Well, a bit of lack of that as well in our relationship, quite, so that's quite why. well, yeah. <laughs> so we've covered a lot of different <laughs> topics today, you know, self-employment, single mom, uh, intercultural mom, traveling mom, <laughs> so many different things. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. that the people that listen into the podcast are also coming here to find advice and I wondered if you have any one piece of advice for the confused mothers out there with regards to any of the many topics that you've spoken about today. Uh, well, I would say be just comfortable being uncomfortable. I mean, like live out of your comfort zone because that, that's also a saying because that's where the fun starts. Mm, yeah. And, um, also, because I'm a rebel at heart, break the norms, break the rules, do yeah. what is what you feel fits you best. Only because everybody else does it doesn't mean that you have to do it. And also it doesn't mean that it's the right thing to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So just see where you fit the best because at the end of the day, you need to stay your authentic self. Yeah, absolutely. Be, to be truly happy inside and outside. And uh, that is my one piece of advice. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's great. It's true. Something that uh, we spend a lot of time thinking about what other people will think, what other people will say. And we're so worried about the criticism that we might face. And while trying to make other people happy, we end up unhappy ourselves. Exactly. And that's true for career choices. That's also true for parenting styles. So, uh, Yvonne, thank you so much for being here on the podcast it was such a pleasure i haven't laughed like this in a long time thank you for having me 
I hope you enjoyed the episode. Subscribe to my podcast and do consider leaving me a rating. Find more information on my tutorials and workshops on theconfusedmother.com.